Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Dr. Stephen G. Post as we are talking about synchronicity and premonitions. And uh, you're right. I think it is outside of the brain, Stephen. Yeah, and the reason, you know, look, Ramanujan down in uh, Chennai, southern India, you know, his notebooks are in the middle of the library at Trinity College in Cambridge University, and they're the basis of quantum physics. Where did he come up with all those formulas and algorithms? He was praying at the foot of his goddess in Chennai. He didn't know much math, and he had these inspirations. He wrote these formulas down in the dirt with his finger, and then he came back later and he wrote them down in the notebook. And eventually, word got out. Some of them got published. He was invited to Cambridge. And, you know, he, could, he didn't ever feel that he had to prove his theorems, but they turned out to be right on. So there is this incredible capacity that we have as creative beings connected with this universal or one mind, and that's the basis of premonition, a lot of creativity, even... Uh, Einstein, when he had his Gedanken moments at Princeton, where he'd mm-hmm. just go into almost a trance, and then he'd come up with some incredibly brilliant thought, and he'd never thought he felt he didn't feel he had to prove it. Other people later on got Nobel Prizes for proving his theorems. So we can mm-hmm. connect, we can have premonitions, we can have intuitions. Uh, it, it's quite remarkable. And, and, and the power of the mind is absolutely infinite. There's one mind, as, as Schrodinger and a number of other great physicists have said, there's one mind. We all have a part of that, a gift of the mind, but the mind is not just the residue of matter. It's much, much more mysterious and much more powerful and significant than that. Beyond the synchronicity of your mother and the motorcycle episode, you've had a lot of 
strange synchronicities in your life, haven't you? Well, you know, I, I have, uh, I, I, and God in Love on Route 80 is, is really, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a collection of a series of a dozen or so really interesting uh, events. And the, but Larry Dossie, who wrote the book One Mind, he, he wants us all to be noticers. He thinks that we just fail to notice or to believe that we could be so cherished and so connected in this life. Uh, but in fact, if we take the time to really listen, to really notice, and that's what the this basis of this new book I have, Dignity for Deeply Forgetful People, which is about people with dementia. Uh, all my life, since my grandmother uh, passed away of dementia all those years ago, I have felt that people with dementia, where do they go? I mean, sure, their 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 brain uh, may be deteriorating, they may have Alzheimer's or whatever the disease could be, but where is their enduring personality? You know, the Buddhists talk about the Akashic record. They think that, that our actions, our deeds, are just in the universe eternally and ineradicably. So uh, there's a chapter in this book called Is Grandma Still There?, which I've heard many, many grandchildren ask, and I never say, no, she's gone, she's a husk, she's empty, she's dead, and so forth. Uh, I think that there's a lot more underneath if we would just notice it. And with my grandmother, I actually did notice it, and she would surprise me occasionally. She would come into clarity. She would come into greater lucidity. And I think that this is the kind of thing we need to realize, is that these people are still among us. They're still fully human. They still deserve to be honored and respected, even though caregiving can be challenging. Uh, but that's the point. You know, I was at a geriatric psychiatric hospital in the middle of Ohio, being in Ohio, and in Mount Vernon, Ohio, and these uh, wonderful uh, Hindu nurses and nursing aides were taking care of these older people in a geriatric ward. They had Down syndrome, and then on top of it, they had Alzheimer's. But these caregivers were so kind and so uh, generous in their tone and in their detail, uh, interest in these individuals. So we took a couple of them out to a pizza place in Gambier, Ohio, and we asked them, what makes you care so diligently? And they said, namaste, which means, you know, for in, in Hindu, for the, for the, it's, the, it's the Hindu greeting, I honor the divine in you, as you honor the divine in me, mm -hmm, because exactly. they could see something deeper. Unlike the, you know, Bertrand Russell, who was a materialist, someone asked him, what's the basis of human dignity? And I quote, he said, there is no human dignity. Human beings are just glorified pond scum, end quote. Jeez. So that's where we go if we forget that there's a deeper dimension I wonder how many people, Stephen, had premonitions on that fateful day on 9-11-2001 and did not go into work at the, at the uh, towers. Well, there are quite a few reports of that. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the, in the oral histories, uh, it's, it's really quite remarkable. Uh, so I don't know what the figures are. I don't know what the percentage of people would be. But I'll tell you, you know... Uh, we actually, uh, here on Long Island at Stony Brook, we have the major clinic for um, uh, people who uh, were, in fact, uh, 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 there on the spot and, and first responders. And they talk a lot about uh, family members and premonitions. Uh, they talk about uh, the, 
that side of the of, of the experience that most people are not aware of. You wrote a book in 2008 with Jill Demar called Why Good Things Happen to Good People. Why do they? Well, hey, you know, so I heard your your spot earlier on about uh, optimism, and I was reading that uh, study in the, in the journal of the American Geriatric. I, I love that thing. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. So listen, I mean, the, the name of that book is Why Good Things Happen to Good People: How to Live a Healthier, Happier, Longer Life Through the Simple Act of Giving, and it did very well. And it's all scientific, but they do because you know. Um, first of all, uh, if you are in one of those uh, negative, destructive, hostile, ruminating spaces in life, the best way to get out of it is to simply uh, reach out and contribute to the lives of somebody else. Because you forget about the self, the problems of the self. If you're harboring some deep grudge which you can't let go of, which gets you into that negative emotional space and all the uh, uh, protracted stress and the, and the negative hormones that are a result of that, the best thing you can do, you don't have to go up to a mountaintop in Colorado and meditate for six months with advanced Tibetan Buddhists, but you can do that if you want. Uh, all you have to do is reach out and help someone else. It's called the James Lang Theory of Emotion. So by helping other people, we automatically help ourselves, and that's the thesis of the book. And it's scientifically validated. We did a study with uh, United Healthcare. Uh, so I'd gotten from Case Western to Stony Brook in 2008, and the United Health people called in 2009. They wanted to do a national study. So in early 2010, we did a survey of 5,000 randomly selected American adults. We asked them, "Did you volunteer in 2009?" Well, okay. 41% had volunteered. How much, you might ask? On average, about 100 hours a year. That's a lot. It's a lot. It, it is a lot, George. And, you know, and, and break it down. Maybe it's a couple of hours a week, you know, if you want to do that on average. And then we asked them, so how did it make you feel? We asked them the obvious questions. 92% made them feel happier. 88% said made them able to deal with loss and disappointment. Um, uh, it, it, they felt more resilient. They were sleeping better. They had deeper friendships. Uh, it goes on and on and on. They felt physically healthier. And so the point is, it's good to be good, and science says it's so. And you don't have to go to a drugstore and you know buy some pharma for this. It's wired right into us, and it makes evolutionary sense. But we're taught this this idea that somehow I don't do nothing for nothing unless I get paid back. You know? Exactly. But we need to break free of that, and that's when we can enter into the space of real community, and that's what we need to do as a country right now. We need to, we need to find that. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're seeing a lot of anger these days from a lot of people, Stephen, but you have said in the past that anger sometimes is necessary and might be a good thing. Explain that. Well, uh, you know, anger uh, is, is not always bad. It shouldn't be the kind of anger where you are out of control. Hurting people. Uh, yeah, the kind of anger where you are just reacting to everything in your environment. It should be responsive. I use the word in, in why good things happen to good people, not not confrontation, but carefrontation, okay? Which I actually coined with M. Scott Peck, who wrote The Road Less Traveled, who was a friend of mine when he was living, uh, and he was a, he'd actually been a graduate of Case Western Medical School, and so I knew him in that context. But look, I mean, you, 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 you know, anger is acceptable. You have to draw boundaries. Uh, you have to protect yourself, but you don't want to do it in a way that is... Uh, unnecessarily destructive or out of control. And a lot of people right now are out of control. Deeply, aren't yes. they? They sure are. And, you know, uh, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm apolitical, but I think that people are rightly concerned. Uh, they're worried about the direction of the country. Uh, they, they, you know, they love their constitution. Uh, they love their freedoms, and they feel that somehow... Uh, these freedoms are being imperiled, and and we do have a responsibility uh, to uphold uh, the great traditions of this republic. Absolutely. There's no question. I have never believed in coincidences. I believe in synchronicities. I believe that things happen for reasons. Uh, I, I just don't believe in coincidences. Am, am I right about that, in your opinion? Yeah, I think most things uh, are much more orchestrated than we might believe. You know, uh, I mean, in historical uh, Protestant terms, you know, people would talk about predestination. I wouldn't, I don't necessarily like that term, but I do think that a lot of things that occur uh, are much more uh, organized and, and reflect, even though they can be challenging and difficult. I mean, bad things do happen, and I don't think uh, uh, that those really terrible things are necessarily there for a reason. 
so you have to kind of pick and choose. I've always recognized that in my own life. But there are certain things that are just, they're so uncanny, they're so perfect, they just couldn't be the product of pure chance in the universe. Uh, in, in that sense, I think that synchronicity has a certain sort of priority in our lives, but we have to notice it. That's what, you know, I, was, I, I went actually to the University of Chicago and studied world religions and would sit there with uh, people like Mersha Eliade and Joseph Campbell, and they would say, you know, you, you have to want to see uh, the synchronicity in your experiences. If you're, if you're against it, if you're just completely uh, opposed to the very idea of this kind of love in the universe that somehow brings us together in these very powerful experiences, well, then you're not going to notice it. Joseph Campbell, of course, was pretty creative, wasn't he? He was amazing. And wow, was he dapper, too. You know, he, he spent a lot of time in New York, but he spent about half his time at the University of Chicago. And, and he always wore this beautiful uh, necktie. Uh, he had a, a, a sports coat on uh, that was very preppy all the time. And he was in great shape because he jogged a lot. And, you know, he, he was just very, very thoughtful and totally brilliant. He wasn't fully accepted by uh, the academic world because he really believed in synchronicity. I mean, you know, life is a journey, and you don't make your life. You, you know, uh, you, you, you don't create the things that happen in your life so much as you respond to the people who somehow are in your path, the events that somehow are in your path. And so we, we are responsible to respond to things positively and creatively, but we don't necessarily make our lives. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's my view of it. After the break, we're going to take phone calls with you, Stephen. Also, I want to talk a little bit about your new book, Dignity for Deeply Forgotten People, and uh, really the challenges of Alzheimer's disease. Is there, is there a difference between Alzheimer's and dementia, or is that one and the same? Well, so dementia is a, is a cluster of symptoms. It's called a syndrome, and it can be caused by any number of diseases. A hundred years ago, Dementia was caused mainly by neurosyphilis, and there were no antibiotics. People weren't living so long. Uh, nowadays, that's it's what got by... Al Capone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had his his problems with that. Uh, and uh, but nowadays we have we have antibiotics, and people are living longer. So dementia is secondary to say Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, uh, concussions, uh, small stroke events. Uh, in the white matter of the brain, and a whole lot of other conditions. So diseases like Alzheimer's cause dementia. Interesting. And uh, curable or not? Uh, we have no solution on the horizon for Alzheimer's disease. It, it, the, the pharmacology has not been successful to date, and uh, we need to put our hopes in uh, many, many different kinds of interactions, including learning how to communicate. My book has a lot on communication techniques. Never ask anybody, what would you like for breakfast? Because it's open-ended and it causes anxiety. Ask them, hey, would you like an omelet or would you like post-toast? <laughs> you don't want them to make a decision, right? Right. You want to you cue them. You want to help them out with their language. You can do a lot with music. With Alzheimer's, poets, uh, poets are very popular. The Unforgettables Choir, where caregivers and people who maybe haven't spoken for a long, long time come together and 
in, in meaningful music that they connect with, they will come alive inside. And so that's what we need to be thinking about uh, as much as anything else. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.